All right, thank you for tuning in to the Remnant Radio Program. So excited to have you here today. And just so you guys know, we're really excited. We got reinstated back on iTunes. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I want to introduce an amazing guest, a man of God, who is um, somebody who I really can align with. And I've you know, been tracking his ministry and the things that he's out there saying. And Pastor Shane Eidelman, welcome to the show. Hey, Todd, it's great to be here. What a privilege. Thank you. Thank you for coming today. And we have so much to talk about, and I, I don't want to get, you know, wasting time here. So let's get right into it. But before we do that, I just want to uh, hear a little bit about you and the ministry that you and Morgan have up there in, in Lancaster. Well, we planted the church, westsidechristianfellowship.org, um, about eight years ago. And uh, we just, we've been, con- you know, people have called it a revival church or a waking yes. church. Really, which our focus is just on worship, uh, prayer, and the preaching of the Word, not a lot of bells and whistles. Um, we're not really in a hurry, and we're just, you know, early morning prayer and seeking God. So we're trying to apply that Second Chronicles 7.14 mm. uh, to really just seek Him and press in. And, um, you know, we don't do everything perfectly, but that's what our heart is for. Our heart is for revival, and uh, that's not pretty sometimes. You know, it, <laughs> it, it requires, there is a cost of yes. genuinely seeking God and God moving. Yes. Wow. Well, I'm going to get right into it then because you said a few things right there that have sparked my interest. I'd love to hear your your thoughts on them. And I know that you've spent a lot of time studying revival. Um, So tell us what you know, what are we doing wrong in America? You know, a lot of people have a heart and a passion for revival. I hear people talking about revival everywhere. Why aren't we seeing it, Pastor? Well, the short answer is um, I, I don't think we're paying that cost. And uh, like you mentioned, I think God has given me that, that desire for revival to help spark it um, and just uh, reading about past revivals. And one thing was certain, it was the prayer meeting that fueled revival, people waiting on God, not being in a hurry, confessing their sin, yes. and just waiting on Him and seeking Him. And revivals today, at least gatherings and events and um, conferences, they're all they're scripted. Mm. You know, we've got a speaker at this time and then music here, we've got a speaker here, even... I've spoke before, and they, you know, they narrow it down to thirty minutes. You got yeah. a timer up there, and right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You want to plan sometimes. You, you know, uh, sure. but if God, when God moves, and He, I can take you the Welsh revivals and uh, the New Hebrides and the Awakenings here in America. And, uh, it's just, a, it was a time of just waiting on God and worshiping Him and not being in a hurry. Yes, and uh, He moves. He moves as His people wait on Him. So I think that's a missing element. You can't just have a revival conference, and that that's not revival. Revival is really awakening. <laughs> God awakening His sleeping church. Will mm. that not revive us again? Yes. And then out of that, you're not in a hurry. You want to sit and worship and, and uh, just seek Him with all of your heart and strength. So I don't think you can have a revival conference, even though I've, I've had them. <laughs> right. Uh, and, you know, God, God's sovereign. He's going he's gonna to fall on probably the less likely. So anytime you tar- start to script okay, we want the best speakers there. Let's right. get, let's get the best bands. Let's get mm. the best speakers. Let's put on a full schedule. And that might be good for a conference. Right. But if we really want God to come and awaken the church, yes. uh, there's not going to, it's not microwave Christianity. It's not going to work. Yes. I, I absolutely agree with you. I've, you know, I've been in those same type scenarios and, you know, many, many times people have said, you know, you have 30, 30 minutes or 35 minutes or whatnot. And, um, you know, I mean, like you said, there's there's a time for that and whatnot. But, you know, my heart often yearns, Pastor Shane, uh, to have that freedom, you know, where the Holy Spirit can truly move, you know. And, and to your point, sometimes just waiting on him, getting on our faces, you know, uh, repentance, 
And you mentioned something uh, about when you were talking about your ministry in the church up there was the Second Chronicles verse. And I always say that's a recipe for revival, right? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, you know, and seek my face, you know, and, and, and that's the whole thing is I think what we're lacking right now is we're really kind of lacking true humility in the body of Christ. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. It's funny. Uh, you get some Bible scholars that, you know, they'll email me and say, you know, the context of that is not for us today. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> the principle sure is, Yeah. Uh, you know, if God forbid we humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and oh turn goodness. from our wicked ways. And you're right. Humility is what's missing. And here's why it's all connected. Humility waits on God. There's fasting and there's prayer. They're not in a hurry. Uh, something that you know about, we started about a year and a half ago at 6, uh, we started 6.30 a.m. prayer and worship before right. our services. That turned into 6 a.m., and now we've got people getting there at 5.30 in the morning. Yes. You know, there's 20, 30, 40 people. And it takes a good 30, 45 minutes, you know, to get rid of the junk in your mind, and just <laughs> then you get the people at the altar, we're crying out to God, and God's moving. Um, and then we start to do it every day for an upcoming conference or when, when we have a Resurrection Day service. So sure. that's really just that time of, of, that's what humility is. Humility's not in a hurry. Hmm. And humility is, Lord, whatever it takes, I'm going to wait here, I'm going to seek you. And something that always stood out in some of these, these I like reading books, 100 years old, 200 years old. Yes. Uh, it was, these people, they pray for a couple hours a day in the wow. morning. They would they would wear grooves in their hardwood floors. They would stay in the breath of the rooms with their their the, the walls of the room with the breath of their prayers. And mm. and Luther prayed a few hours a day. But they would always they would always get up from that prayer closet and say, you know, God heard. I I, mm. I, I laid hold of God, and you knew it. There's more assurance. Yes, as you press in and seek Him. But um, you know, just I, I think the time factor, a lack of humility wanting to orchestrate it. Also, a lot of these events, they want to involve all kinds of different denominations, all kinds of groups. Mm. They're going for big and, and uh, expensive, where God God usually chooses the uh, the least likely. Many right. of these revivals that we hear about now started in barns, Yes, uh, started in prayer closets, started, started in little homes where the fire of God... Um, you know, just hit that place, and it's amazing. Right, and and part of it, I think, is the culture change in the church. When I think of, and I'm not against, you know, larger churches or mega churches or whatnot, but it seems like there's been a change in, in Christian culture, especially here in the United States, where services are, you know, no longer than an hour and a half. You know, worship is 25 minutes or less. You know, the message is 30 minutes or less. You know, the announcements come up on the video, and then people are in and out. So given that culture, you know, a lot of times, and I hate to say this, but I think it's true, that's the only Bible people get. There's a good amount of people that that's really the only Bible that they've heard, and they, they will wait until the next week. And some, sometimes they won't even come next week. Sometimes they'll come two weeks later. So you mentioned something about spending so much time in prayer each day, you know, and I just, you know, honestly wonder, and I mean, I pretty much know the answer to this. I think we all do. You know, how much are Christians really spending time in the Word and in prayer? What do you think about that, Pastor? Well, I think you're right on the money. That is the big issue today. Uh, so motivation is really the key. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I often use this analogy that if, if after reading the entire Bible, uh, you were given a check for $10,000, how many people do you think would read it pretty quick? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So what's the problem? It's it's motivation. Mm. Um, so what we're trying to do at our church and other churches, I know there's a lot of good ones out there, is you actually have to change that culture. 
Yes. You change the culture of the church, and you and you do lose people. Yes, you do. Uh, we've had we've had people come from conservative churches, and like this is too much for me. God mm. forbid we're emotional. God forbid we're weeping at the altar. God forbid we're raising our our hands. One thing I've noticed is those men who come out of those times of prayer, they go home better husbands, That's right. better fathers. That's right. Uh, so so God is moving in those times, but yet the church is to create that atmosphere of seeking God, and what we've seen. This produces a hunger for people to read the Bible, because you can't just tell them, come on, guys, you know what to do. <laughs> Get in that Word every day. Uh, uh, hunger for the Word of God is directly tied to the hunger you have in your heart for Him. Yes. And that's what we're seeing. There's there's a lack of hunger for the things of God. We're full of Netflix and not full of the Word of God. Ooh, um, yes. So a church, a church can change that culture and God will honor that, and people will actually become hungry for the Word and hungry for prayer time and, and worship nights, and, and they want more of God. So it does fall, it rests upon the shoulders of the pastors. And I do know some churches now, Todd, they're, they're down to an hour and five minutes mm. on the whole service. Wow. Yeah. The whole service. Something that stood out, too, on these revival books, I have a lot of the Puritans. I don't okay. know if you know the Puritans. Sure, Absolutely. Yeah, came over with the pilgrims in 1620, right. 30. Yeah, and they're trying to erase uh, but, that history now and, and deny that fact. Absolutely, and that's a whole other topic on the foundation of, of America. And Our legal system was built on God's Word, our judicial system. Correct. Through, through Blackstone's commentaries of the laws of England, our public school system was founded on the Word of God. Did you know the rules of Harvard hmm. acknowledge Christ? Yeah, and... and, and the, you, the, the, the rules Yale of Harvard University. <laughs> it's amazing. What a, anyway, I'm getting off track. What was the main question was? Uh, <laughs> well, the, the, you're uh, right. The service it's, times. The service, the service times, times are, are like a drive-through, and it's a, it's where we're almost you know everything is instant instantaneous in the United States now. You know, we want movies instant. We watch, like you said, Netflix. We want food right away. We got fast food. You know, everything is available at our fingertips on our iPhones. So we've created this you know culture of you know everything needs to be right away, and people's attention spans. And I know this because I come from a marketing background too. Is they'll even say people's attention will only last for a certain amount of seconds before you lose them so you got to kind of get the message in so in a way it may be the church that's trying to adapt to the shift in culture but at the same time it's to our detriment because what's happening is we're not equipping the body well it's funny you said that i just answered this question last week when somebody told me that about attention spans and i said when you're filled with the spirit of the living god and you're preaching they're not going to be bored <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's the problem that's the problem. Leonard Ravenhill we said we need more prophets in our pulpits mm. and not puppets. Yes. And we need men filled with the Spirit of God. And that was actually made my my point a couple minutes ago on the Puritans. Their sermons were were at least an hour to an hour and a half. Right. Right. And and you read uh, and do you ever hear somebody where you're like I could keep listening to this guy for an Absolutely. hour or two? Absolutely. You know you hear that annoying. Uh, for example, in my case, I hear like uh, say Francis Chan. Yeah. Uh, or or there's some people where you can really. Um, listen to, and you're not. You, you don't want them to be in a hurry. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, so when a person is filled with God's spirit, they're broken before God, and a pastor walks up to the pulpit. He should have the spirit of the living God resting upon him. And what the pastor preaching is, God is unloading the firearm that was loaded in the prayer closet. Right. That's why prayer is so important. We should not be going to pop psychology, what's the latest fad, what are trending sermons. Hmm. You get up and you preach 
the Word of God, what God has put in your heart to change and convict and to rebuild and restore. Amen. And, you know, when I was going to Bible school and I came out, you know, a lot of people were offering me, you know, uh, hey, go on to this website. They have sermons put together already and, you know, outlines. And I've, I've never subscribed to that because to me that's, you know, totally it's exactly what I should not be doing, right? I mean, I need to be studying and asking the Lord, you know, what His Word is for, for Sunday or for whatever day I'm speaking, you know, because, you know, it's it's for that moment that, like you said, it's, it's guided by the Holy Spirit. And I think, you know, once you start taking that element out, what, what difference is it than a Tony Robbins motivational speech, right? I mean, it, you need, no, yeah. you know, you need to go up there. And, 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 you know, Tony Robbins is a great speaker, and, and a lot of people are motivated by him. But that's not, you know, our job per se as, as ministers of the gospel is is to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, literally being a vessel, you know. And that's why I love what you're doing where you're praying. And I think, you know, there's always fruit from that. I mean, I've never in my life not seen fruit come from, you know, what you guys are doing up there. And we're, we're obviously seeing the fruit. So let's talk about a little bit that, about that fruit. So I think yesterday you were on Fox. Uh, what did you talk about there? Yep, I, I don't know. God just opens these doors. Uh, that was my fifth time going on Fox, third time to the Los Angeles studio. Yes. Um, we actually talked about Alyssa Milano's comments about she believes in God and loves God and uses the Bible to, to support abortion. Oh, boy. Uh, so I, I, we basically talked about that Hollywood's God is not the God of the Bible. Sure. You know, Hollywood wants to do what they want, when they want, how they want, to who they want, and without any moral ramifications. God's a doting grandfather. Hmm. or a cosmic ball of love in their opinion. Now I I love Hollywood. I have a passion like you do. Yes, I do. Uh, we yep. need to get we need to get solid people in there. These people are desperate uh, for for the true and living God. So um but that that's what that was about. It was also we spoke about um the Muslim mm. uh, Congress, congresswoman in a, <laughs> well, Pennsylvania. So let me let me just stop you right there, just just real quick, because I, I said I'd talk about this. So we we just went through a big situation with some of our podcasting uh, platforms. No, 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 no. Yeah. But at the same time, just you know, th this was my argument because you know I I just heard Farrakhan say some things that to me as a Christian were very offensive, and I haven't seen any banning of him yet. So you know th these were the conversations that were going back and forth. So. I'm just going to say you you speak what you feel led, and I I have no limits. But I just want our audience to know we're going to continue speaking the truth, and we're not going to fear. We're not going to fear because you know what we need. We're not going to have those handcuffs put on us. And if we have to make our own platforms, and you know I will list. I mean we're on YouTube, Periscope, Medium.com, iTunes, Podbean. You know we have our website, we have our Facebook page, and that's just a few. So you know if every one of those bans us, we'll find another way. God will find another way, and we're just thankful that we just won this battle through the prayers of the saints so thank you but continue with your thought pastor and and, and don't hold back and, that, and, that, and that's a great point because people need to realize we love all religions all ethnicities all those who struggle with sin uh but and that's why they say it's discrimination or it's hate because it's really love and that's yes. the only way they can try to silence the uh the voice of truth but anyway so a muslim congre congresswoman was offended at the prayer of a Christian mentioning Jesus, I think, 13 times in a couple minutes. And so right. I don't know if it was over the top. I don't know if it was, you know, because you could do something on purpose and not right. have it be effective. But I was reminding the audience there on Fox that our nation was actually founded on Judeo-Christian values. The nation was founded on God's Word. Yep. Uh, the rules of Harvard, we just alluded to earlier, it said, let Christ be laid at the foundation. At the bottom is the only solid foundation of all sound knowledge and learning. Yes. Christ. So 
but now we're so oh we can't we can't do this we can't do that we've got to, have we ever we don't want to offend anybody but have we ever stopped to consider we may have offended God mm, yes. so you know that that's really the key is now how do you be cordial and and nice and understand to people but at the same time recognizing uh, we the nation was initially built on God's word uh, that's right. running for office you had to profess a faith in God the Father the Son Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit you. So I don't know what the answer is because anytime you take a real strong stance, you're looked upon as as a hater, which is absolutely the opposite. And right. uh, I've thought this out there before. These people uh, on Fox I've debated, you know, say this is hate. Why? Well, so let's get a lie detector to test and let's find out mm. what the real hate is. That's right. And you're gonna, nobody's nobody wants to do that because the Christians love people enough to tell them the truth. Mm. So. Uh, I was that was on Fox on that and, and talked about different things going on in our nation. Right, right. Well, you know, thank you for being that bold voice, and I I really believe the Lord is going to continue to open those doors and even more so because there are so few pastors that are really willing to speak. Um, you know, I think a lot of I, I've had a lot of warfare. Uh, you know, I'm sure you probably have too that you don't you know talk about publicly, um, but you know the Lord will empower whoever. Is like you know says send me I'll go you know if you show up and uh, I think of the word ekbalo you know to send out to cast out to go out the Lord wants us to go out into the nations and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ you know it's the great commission and so thankful for that uh, you know we we have about ten minutes left here and so I want to you know get down to the to the, to the core of what we're saying here today so you know obviously we need revival you just mentioned some things you know that are very important uh, we're, we're getting close to the 2020 election I know a lot of pastors stay away from politics I'm not asking you to get into it but when I look at certain matters like the killing of the innocent I know that's a, a subject that's very important to you pastor you know wh- what do we say to the Christians that are on the fence when it comes to something like that well, ironically, I wrote a book entitled One Nation Above God. It's a free download on our website, and it talks about uh, how I don't think we need to avoid politics. Mm. Uh, the, the Church is actually called to be a watchman, to be a spokesperson. In the early days of American history, you got your information from the pulpit. That's right, yes. Um, the, pul- the pulpits were aflamed with righteousness. They were uh, telling people, uh, you know, what this policy's for, what this leader's for. Now, we didn't spend a lot of time there. The gospel's the primary purpose. Right. But look at where we're at politically. This isn't about paving roads or corporate America. This is about murdering children. Mm. This is about the definition of marriage that God has ordained. And the silent pulpit is not God's pulpit. That's right. That's right. And that's, I think that's what, if you look at America today, we have more resources as far as the church, you know, massive buildings, you know, movie studios, radio stations, you know, a church on almost every, I mean, every corner. I mean, it's amazing. But yet we have a society that's moving away from God that, you know, people that are less people are believing in God in, in the United States, the generation, you know, the younger generation are more atheists than we've ever seen. Um, you know, guys like Howard Zen that have rewritten his- history, to your point, you know, textbooks that are changing, you know, these, these, these colleges and mountains of influence, like the educational mountain that has just been taken over um, by socialists and people that literally are just anti-God. You know, how do we combat this? I mean, I think this takes us full circle to revival, but, you know, some people are feeling helpless right now. You have an empowered ministry, an empowered church. When people visit there, they feel the presence presence of God to the pastor, to the congregant, to the Christian that's listening right now. How do we take back America? How do we take back this nation? 
that's actually easier than, than people think. And we don't just preach politics because you're preaching to the choir. Yep. Uh, we don't just try to do this or try to do the, that. Here's what we do, and I think you're at the service where I talked about this, yep. is the Spirit of the living God upon you. Mm. That's how Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So this is where pastors, preachers, people listening, they need to spend time broken before God, filled with God's Spirit, and then they will do mighty things for God. But when we try to do it in arrogance, and, well, let me go tell off this president uh, from the pulpit, let me push this agenda, or cower back. Mm. I mean, if, if, if men are, are just, if, if men and women are just broken before God and spending time with Him, and you're going to tell me He's going to want you to remain silent? That's right. And not be not be offensive and now I don't think we should be arrogant right but we need to be lovingly firm and saying this is not right look at what they're trying to do now I think the legislation or terminology where they're um, want to get rid of the word pedophile and just mm. you know attracted to minors or something you know and they're starting to legalize different things in the yep. grade schools and how many genders are yep. in California now yep it's all uh, incremental so at it, some point yep. we have to stand we have to stand up and say you know what enough is enough uh, but I will encourage a couple people this way too. Not everybody is called to do what I'm doing. Mm, that's or good. Not, you know, you have yeah. to do what are you called to do? That's right. Uh, you know, you're you're down there close. You know, John MacArthur or right. David Jeremiah or right. Doctor uh, Graham PowerPoint or yeah. a lot of these good guys on the radio. Yeah, uh, they're not necessarily called to this arena, mm. but other people are. Tony Perkins, sure. uh, James Dobson. Uh, you know, people are called to that arena. So we need to start encouraging each other and not yep. judging each other. But that's that's how we really change the nation as you you surrender your entire life to God. You empty yourself. You humble yourself. You're filled with God's Spirit. And then you do great exploits for Him. If not, then we're just going in our own strength. And that always leads to frustration and failure. Yes, it does. And, Pastor, I mean, the time goes by so quick here. I can't even believe that we're already almost out of time here. But, uh, you know, I just want to encourage people to, to listen to Pastor Shane Eidelman. And can you just tell us your website and where we can find you online and all the different things? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, but everything is at ShaneEidelman.com. ShaneEidelman.com has all the Fox News clips and special clips. And uh, Westside Christian Fellowship is the church uh, address, uh, website, westsidechristianfellowship.org. So those are probably the two best spots. Yes, and, and can you just say a quick little prayer? And we had about 10 seconds, but just a quick prayer for anybody listening today that was encouraged First, by the message. Absolutely. Yeah. Lord, I just pray for the listener that is wanting to be empowered by your Spirit, Lord, and they've been convicted. Now, Lord, you take over. You fill yes, them Lord. with your Spirit as they pray and surrender their entire life to you, God, that they would empty themselves of themselves and they would be filled with your Spirit. So, God, honor that prayer in Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Pastor Shane Eidelman, and we appreciate you, and we honor you. We thank you for the ministry you and your wife have, and we're praying for you guys, and we're going to have you back on very soon and in the studio, as a matter of fact. Uh, but thank you for being on today's show. Really appreciate it. Thank you, too, Todd. What a pleasure. Thank you. And we'll be back with more Remnant Radio.